This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in 22 minutes past the hour. Kim Blackwell is an American politician, author, and conservative activist. He has served as the mayor of Cincinnati, Ohio, the Ohio State Treasurer, and the Ohio Secretary of State. He was the Republican candidate for governor of Ohio in 2006, the first African-American majority party candidate for governor of Ohio. He is currently a senior fellow for the Family Empowerment with the Family Research Council. We had uh, Ken on with us uh, back during the uh, presidential election, and uh, good to have Ken back with us. Ken, welcome back to News and Views. Good to have you. Tom Lamprecht and Benny uh, Hardy are with you this afternoon. And uh, we want to talk about these voting right bills. The, the Democrats up in the uh, House and the Senate are pushing, everyone is very familiar with the, quote, For the People's Act, H.R. 1 S. 1, and uh, rather controversial, where basically the Democrats have said, hey, you know what, we're going to take over uh, the Constitution, we don't care about that. We're going to take over and we're going to create all the uh, laws for all the elections up here in Washington, D.C. While that is going on, everybody's attention on, on that, there's another bill out there, H.R. 4, which is the John Lewis Voting Rights Bill. And uh, that's probably as dangerous and maybe more so. Ken, uh, explain the second bill, H.R. 4. What will that do? Well, uh, let's say S1 and H.R. 1 are carpet bombings of the radical left. Uh, the, you know, H.R. Uh, 4 is a more surgical strike uh, at the heart of our constitutional uh, republic, uh, and that is a respect for the fact that we are uh, a, a federation of, of, of states. We are a nation uh, that respects uh, the fact that voters and, and voting uh, are best when they are married up at the local level. This is a federal takeover, guys. Mm. That's all it is. It would radically and fundamentally change the nature of our constitutional uh, republic uh, and it would, in fact, uh, put under uh, the control of the federal government any major move a state wanted to make uh, to make it harder to cheat, uh, but make it easier to vote. Uh, and that's what we have started to see across this nation. State legislatures want to make it easy to vote, but hard to cheat. They don't want to have a situation where one legally cast ballot is negated by an, an illegally cast ballot. And so, for instance, guys, you know, initiatives at the state level that want to make sure that you verify the accuracy of your voter registration list, uh, verify citizenship of voters, require voter ID, uh, limit absentee uh, balloting, uh, where you don't have uh, absentee uh, uh, voting uh, for for weeks on end for any reason. Uh, all of these things would be subject to the federal government's approval. And right now, 
the Democrats in charge uh, of the Justice Department are basically saying that these actions, these policies are no goals. Uh, and that is that is crazy. Look, these guys have taken advantage of something, uh, the, the crisis of 2020. Uh, just, just think about it. Uh, we had individual phenomena and events in 1918. We had the Spanish pandemic in 1929. We had major economic disruption. In 1968, we had violence and urban riots. Uh, and in 1974, we had an impeachment crisis with, with Nixon. But guess what? In 2020, we had all of those things in one year, yeah. and these guys have never wanted to let a crisis go to race. Bingo. And they're trying to fundamentally change our system. Let me ask you, um, again, we're talking to Ken Blackwell concerning H.R. 1 and H.R. 4. And again, more people are probably familiar, as, as you described it, H.R. 1 is a carpet bombing. I mean, just we're just going to totally redo everything. Uh, it was interesting. I've got some audio from AOC. She was on CNN last night and basically says, well, you know, we've got to ensure that we can win. <laughs> That's why we need to pass H.R. 1 and H.R. 4. But um, yeah, every now and then the truth slips out. But do you think that... Um, H.R. 1 was a Trojan horse to sneak in H.R. 4? I I do. I personally do. Uh, Like I said, they are trying to make it look as if this is a more reasonable uh, uh, approach. Uh, H.R. 1 was an attack on uh, our First Amendment rights, our our voting rights, the the sovereignty of of, of of our states. Uh, but this, within the context of elections, this is just as lethal. And for me, the greatest challenge we as a people face in our 245th year as a constitutional republic is do we have the moral courage and the political will to check the ever-increasing capacity for self-destruction? Hmm. Uh, and that and, and that is a call that I'm putting out, we must fight back. We must not let the radical left fundamentally change the nature of our our constitutional republic. The, the founders and the framers of our Constitution, they did a great thing. They understood, as Aristotle did, that there was a dynamic between the organized power of the state and individual liberty. So constitutionally, they put a harness on the reach and the power of the federal government and these radical leftists are now trying to make our central or federal government more muscular. And it has a direct impact, not only just on the sovereignty of our our states, but on individual liberty. Let me just say for our listeners, uh, this H.R. 4 would basically restore a key provision of the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which was struck down by the Supreme Court in 2013, because they basically were saying the federal government can dictate to states, you know, certain things, you know, how many, uh, how the districts are going to be drawn up, for example. But they were relying upon information that is now 47 years old. And uh, but they want to restore that. Yeah, and not only not only that, guys. Look, that that applied to about eleven states 
and some counties that were not in the in the South that had a pattern of discrimination. So it was very limited. What this new uh, initiative will do is make it apply to all 50 states. Hmm. So the Department of Justice can come in and say, we, we think you're doing it illegally and we're going to... We're yeah. going to dictate and, how you're going to do your election. Yeah, and I, and and the way I frame it, it means that the federal government, yeah, can come in and 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 and, and just negate those reforms. Look, it, they have gotten in, in bed with woke corporations, and and the most logical to me is, for instance, Major League Baseball when they came out and and said you you, you uh, that it was racist, and they moved the All Star game from from uh, Atlanta uh, to Denver uh, because the state legislature in Georgia wanted to have photo I, uh, voter IDs. Well, if I left tickets for you guys for the Cincinnati Reds when you come to visit my fair city uh, at the will call window, to get those tickets, what do you have to do? You have to show some form of ID. <laughs> this, this hypocrisy is nauseating. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Mr. Blackwell, this is Benny. Um, I was reading your op-ed from uh, several weeks ago. I think you did maybe in Breitbart, uh, mm-hmm. and, and it talked about some of, some of the challenges of this. This, if if things occur, let's just say in North Carolina, we want to, you know, we want to uh, appropriately clean up our voter rolls because they're just they're just old, and and we see that all the time. Where we we'll see, you know, a person hadn't lived somewhere in, in twelve years, but they still had their address there. But if we start doing things like this, and they challenge us as, as hey, we're trying to suppress the vote. Uh, one thing you talked about in your your op ed was, um, hey, if we got to challenge this kind of this kind of issue, we're going to be in D.C. court, and of course, everybody knows about D.C. court system. So talk talk about if that if that process well, well, goes well, through. Well, that's 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 just part of, of a very clever system that they have for a federal takeover of 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 of, of elections. Uh, one of the, perhaps the most liberal court uh, in the country now is the D.C. federal court. Uh, any any change in a, a state's if, if this would pass, any change in a state's voting policies and practices uh, would in fact have to be approved by uh, the federal government. If it was not approved by the federal government, and they took us to court, that liberal court could say that uh, uh, it, it was it's it's racist. It has an adverse impact on 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 uh, on minorities for states to clean up their voter rolls and therefore you will be stuck with corrupted uh voter rolls and we know what happens with corrupt voter rolls you know people in fact uh use you have dead folks voting uh it, it, and you only just have that in chicago and illinois you have it all across the country mm-hmm. yeah you know i during the last election it was Obviously, you know, we, we, there was all sorts of improprieties, or at least some irregularities that that uh, you know conservatives were concerned about. And I, I had to caution my conservative friends when they say, "You know what? We just need the federal government in a national election oh, boy. take over." <laughs> I mean, they they really <laughs> oh. I, they really don't understand the importance of our constitution, the importance of states' rights, uh, and and why 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 well, the constitution was written. We, we didn't want to, everything to be controlled by by an area of you know. Uh, 50 square miles. And just think about it. There are two things that you want to have control in elections. 
You want to make sure that you have a tight chain of custody. Uh, that means that you don't want too many hands touching the ballot after it leaves the hand of the voter before it is counted. Uh, and the other is verification. You want to make sure that a voter is who he or she claims to be and that they are, their ballot is a legally cast ballot. Uh, under this system that H.R. 4 would advocate uh, and H.R. 1 is advocating, it would it would loosen the chain of custody. Uh, you would have things like ballot harvesting, ballot curing. You would have uh, private money uh, in selected counties, as we had in this past election. And as a consequence, uh, people at the local level would totally lose control over the process that would be uh, ripe for corruption. And what it does, what it would do is destroy confidence in the accuracy and the legitimacy of the vote count. And that's a, that's a real problem. Uh, we're talking to Ken Blackwell about uh, H.R. 1 and H.R. 4. Uh, Ken, as, as a black man, how irritated do you get when you're constantly told that uh, you, the, the black race uh, is not capable of taking care of themselves and we've got to have the nanny state come in? And I mean, is there anything that the Democrats can, can put forward without having racial overtones attached to it? No, I don't. I don't think so. That's why they are so interested in trying to uh, to link these common sense reforms to Jim Crow, and that is, you know, they try to make it sound as if asking that you have a voter ID is tantamount to asking a voter how many jelly beans are in this jar, and that's what they did in the in the sixties. Uh, and the and the right. 50s. Uh, that was that was that was Jim Crow. I mean, the the fact that what these reforms are doing is tightening the chain of custody, uh, improving verification uh, systems, and to suggest that you know when you need a voter ID uh, or when you need some form of ID to take out a library book uh, to to cast a check to buy a six pack of beer, that you know. All of a sudden, black folks are incapable of of, of using ID, uh, some form of ID in a culture that demands ID. I mean, I I, I just came from Cincinnati to to uh, Washington D.C. on Delta, Delta, the same airline that basically said they they thought that the reforms right. in Georgia were racist. They asked me to see. ID before I got on their plane. Now, and not only that, they demanded that I have a uh, a, 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 a mask on. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but you had to pull the mask down so they could show they could see that's who that's you right. were, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, it, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, Ann Coulter came out with a uh, op-ed today talking about uh, voting rights, um, and in quotation marks, it's racist not to let Democrats cheat. <laughs> and uh, that's basically what it amounts to. Joe Manchin has come out and said he's against H.R. 1, but he's uh, for H.R. 4. Now, H.R. 1, I understand, has got to have a 60-vote threshold. Does H.R. 4 also need 60 votes? Well, I, I think so, but I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my eyes on uh, on Joe Manchin. That was an old college uh, defensive linebacker, and uh, I, my coach used to tell me, keep your eyes focused on his belly button. 
because he will try to give you a head shake every time. <laughs> so I, 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 I got, I'm, I'm zeroed in on Joe Manchin's belly button. Because <laughs> you know, I, I, I want to make sure he doesn't give me a head shake on this. Uh, there's not a dime bit of difference. Uh, and Joe cannot give up on the filibuster uh, to pass, uh, you know, the HR, HR4. Uh, it is more, it is more lethal, but you know, it just, this all came about now it is, it is somehow racist to raise questions about the anomalies, you know, the 2020 election. And as someone who has administered elections statewide, you know, I thought it was interesting that every president who has gained votes in reelection in, in a reelection campaign has also won reelection. Uh, for the last 150 years, yep. Trump gained a, a hundred, uh, excuse me, 11 million uh, more votes than he had in 2016. But Biden somehow pulled off uh, a, a miracle. I mean, and, and, and again, it, you don't have to say it's fraud, but if you don't say that's that, at least makes your eyebrows go up. You know, here is a guy who who in in fact shattered the popular vote record. But one only a a, a record low of seventeen percent of the counties. Yeah, think about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, you're singing off the same uh, choir sheet that uh, Benny and I sang off of. We're we're there with you. It's uh, it's unbelievable. And, and I, I think yeah. it's pretty clever too that they they name it the John Lewis Voting Rights Act. Yeah. Uh, you know, a civil, yeah. a civil rights leader. And uh, so, so if I come out against that, what am I going to be labeled in Congress? Yeah, so, yeah well, you know, you're the advocate of Jim Crow. <laughs> but I'll just leave you guys with this. Look, uh, Thomas Paine said it, and I see it all across this country. Those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must undergo the fatigue of defending and supporting it. Yep. We, we, we cannot let up. Well said. Well said. Ken Blackwell. Thank you, sir. Listen, uh, this has been great. Hope to have you on again. Look forward to it, guys. Okay. Thank you, God Thank bless. you Ken. Mm-hmm. Take care. God bless. Stay with us. Benny and I will be right back. 